Welcome to the Tim Biscuit Podcast. Before we get on with today's podcast, I just want to say a massive thanks and give a massive shout out to our sponsors that are Runesilk.com, the Rebird Care Company, and Tenga.co.uk. They're a sex toy company with both these companies. You can get 10% off your first orders if you use the code TINBISCUIT at checkout. That's the code TINBISCUIT at checkout, capital T, capital B. Use that at checkout and you'll receive 10% off your first order or orders. Right, let's get on with today's podcast. Um... This will be a bit of a different podcast. It's just about the people I've wrote to, to see if they want to come onto my podcast. And there's three people that I've wrote to um, that I find interesting, that I hope you'll find interesting too. Um, when I was on Facebook a couple of years ago, that's how I got um, Paddy from Emmerdale on. Um, Dominic Brunt is a horror director. I'm really into horror. So I just sent him a message on Facebook because we was already friends. And he came on my podcast. Um, through that, I got the policeman from Emmerdale. Um, I've had MPs on. I've had film star Tommy Tergoose on. And I've had porn stars on. Um, how's the old saying go? If you th- throw enough shit at a wall, some will stick. And that's obviously what happened there. So, yeah. I'm just going to have a coffee. I know I'm being so rude these last few podcasts by just drinking. But, hey-ho, there we go. So, the first one I wrote to was Julian Assange. Um... I can't remember what order I did these in, but the first one I wrote to was Julian Assange. Um, so I wrote him a letter. I asked him if he wanted to come on my podcast. I would pay this. I would pay the like phone call for him, this, that, and the other. Sent it to where he was. I think it was Belmarsh at the time. I still think he's at Belmarsh. Um, and I didn't get a response back, which I wasn't surprised at. Um, so the other person I wrote to was Charles Bronson, you know, the most dangerous criminal in the UK prison system, supposedly. Um, Anyway, I wrote to him. It was a really nice letter. I just said, do you want to come on to my podcast? I will pay for your phone call and that. Um, It would be about 15 minutes. Be done over the phone, this, that and the other. Um, It was quite a nice letter. And I got a response back from Charles Bronson. It was like a postcard photograph thing. I'm not sure if he drew it or not, um, to tell you the truth. It's quite a cool picture. Anyway, this was Charles Bronson's response. Rick, you're having a bubble. You must be. Shake your nut. Do yourself a favour. Don't get involved with things you don't know. And he signed it, dated it, and this was um, the 16th, uh, the 1st, 2019. Um, And that's Falkland? I think that's Falkland, Salvador, because he calls himself Salvador now. And that's the response I got from him. I thought it was a bit of a knobby thing to do because it was quite a nice letter. And he said, don't get involved with things you don't know. Well, I don't know. That's why I wanted to come on my podcast. So, yeah, fucking tall. But, yeah, it was quite nice of him to send me a uh, a tool back. It was quite a nice letter to send. It was quite nice for him to send a letter reply back to me. Um... Yeah, I'm not going to send him a shitty reply because he's got my address. <laughs> but yeah, don't be a knob. Just come on my podcast. He won't listen to this. And then the last person that I wanted on um, was a guy called Ted Kaczynski. He's better known as the Unibomber. He did a manifesto, which is Industrial Society and Its Future. And he's done two other bo- two other books that you can find on Amazon. Um, there's various documentaries out about him. I think there's two on Netflix. So yeah, Ted Kaczynski, he was a really, well, a really famous bomber. Uh, I'll just get some information up for you 
on him. You see, now I can do this. I can sort of research. Um, I can research at the same time because I can do it on my computer, where normally I do things live. So you've got to have to bear with me. Okay, so Ted Kaczynski, also known as the Unibomber, he was born in um, 1942, May the 22nd. He's an, he's an American domestic terrorist and former mathematics professor. So we're not talking about a thick person here, we're talking very intelligent. He's now age 79. And he's incarcerated at, at USP Florence Admax. Um so we'll take a look at that in a minute, and we will get back to the letter that he sent. I sent him. Um, so he's like renowned for his views against technology, um, hence the Unibomber name. He sent letter bombs to people, and this spanned for quite a long time. Um, so let's have a look. Uh, between 1978 and 1995, Kaczynski mailed or hand-delivered a series of increasingly sophisticated bombs. That killed three people and injured 23 others. 16 bombs were attributed to Kaczynski, while the bombing devices varied widely through the years, many containing the initials FC, um, which Kaczynski later said stood for Freedom Club. Now, no one knows how many people was in this club, if anyone at all, if it was just him. Uh, so he put the Freedom Club inscribed on parts inside. Um, he purposely did this so people... So the um, people would find it. Um, he purposely left misleading clues in the devices and took extreme care, extreme care in preparing them to avoid leaving fingerprints. Fingerprints found on some of the devices did not match those found on letters attributed to Kaczynski. There, there was one part where he even went into a, a toilet, got pubic hair from the lavatory, and put that in with the bombs to throw them off. Again, I feel so rude because I'm drinking coffee and I bet it sounds fucking horrible when I'm doing this. That proper winds me up. People eating loud and drinking loud and breathing loud winds me up. I've got a thing called misophonia and it really does wind me up when people um, do that. Kajinksty first mail bomb was directed at Berkeley Crest, a professor of materials engineering at North Northwestern University. So we had a big problem with technology. At the end, Kaczynski basically went out and lived in a cabin. Um, no electric, this, that, or the other. So he was living literally off the grid. Um, as I say, there's a few documentaries on Netflix. One of the best ones I've seen so far is um, Unibomber in his own words. I think it's something like that called that on um, like Netflix. And it's got one of the only journalists to interview him. Um, on there, and it's got him in his own words as well. Um, obviously, the FBI were involved. I'm just going through some information. I Again, I didn't plan this. I just thought I'd do a podcast. Well, I planned to do my letters and the people I wrote to. Um, it's a shame Julian Assange didn't um, get on, but um, I, I didn't put his cell number on his note or anything like that so that's why it might have not gone through so i could always try again but with what's going on at the minute it might be a bit he probably just won't get it not with the views and the podcast i have because i've been kicked off youtube so many times uh, so i'm not on youtube and um, there will be some different i mean i know i did um smudge and beard explore that's still on there i ain't taking it down it's just that i've got all different set up now so I forgot all my passwords but I don't want to go where I'm not wanted and I think going somewhere like that 
He's just um, go somewhere where you're not wanted. He's not good. Um, so we'll just have a look at the table of the bombing. bombing. So May the 25th, 1978 was his first one, which we've already said. And his last one was April 24th, 1995. Um, got one, two. So only two bombs were defused, it says here. Um, so we'll just go through the injuries of some of them. I'm not going to say what bombs they are because I can't be bothered to do, to do that. But, but I will tell you from... 1985, December the 11th, was the first, first death of the person, and that was Sacramento, and that was uh, Hugh Scrutton, I think I've said that right, he was a computer store owner, <clears throat> then the two other deaths were December the 10th, 1994, and April 24th, 1995, um, advertising executive at Burson Marstella, uh, and that's a communications firm, so that person died there. And then Gilbert Brent Murray was his last bomb, it says here, April the 24th, 1995. That was California, Sacramento. Gilbert Brent Murray. Uh, and he was a timber industrial lobbyist. And he died. But the injuries were minor cuts and burns. Minor cuts and burns. Non-lethal smoke. Um, in Inhaled. Uh, the next one was several cuts and burns over most of body and face. Of burn, severe, severe, oh God, severe burns to hands, shrapnel wounds to body. Severe burns and shrapnel wounds to hand and face. Loss of fur, I mean, that's quite a severe one. This was John Hooser, Hazer, H-A-U-S-E. He was a graduate student. Again, this was... May 15th, 1985, and he lost four fingers, seven artery in right arm, parcel lost of vision in left eye. So that's that's fucking really serious injury, that is. The, the like type of bonds he was using and things like that, I don't know. Um, I haven't researched it in depth that much. Um, the next one was temporary loss of hearing, burns and shrapnel, again death, severe nerve damage to left arm, severe damage to... Both e but I don't know why I'm laughing at this. Both eardrums and partial hearing loss due to three. F oh, I'm gonna right, read this again. Severe damage to both eardrums with partial hearing loss and loss of three fingers. Um, the next one was severe burns and shrapnel wounds, damage to right eye, loss of right hand. Um, then there was death and death. So like as we see from the timeline, um, two of them bombs. Um, Utah 81. And the Boeing Company, Urban, A-U-B-R, A-U-B-R, for fuck's sake, A-U-B-U-R-N. Um, and that was, both them bombs were defused. And the one in Utah defused was October the 8th, 1981. And the other one was in Washington, June 13th, 1985. Um, so they that was the Boeing Company and the other one was the University of Utah. So there's no more information on that. Um, but as we can see, um, it started to get progressively worse from minor cuts and burns to non-lethal smoke to people losing limbs to losing hearing um, to death. So he was getting more and more involved in it. Then he did his manifesto, 
Um, that was published. Uh, where was it published? It was the Washington Post. Published the essay on the 19th of September 1995. Now you can buy this in a book form. I've got it in my hand. The Unibomber Manifesto, Industrial Society and Its Future. If anyone's not read it, I would advise to go read it. Because what he's, a lot of what he's saying is coming true. And he was bang on the button. He was bang on the button. It's got some really... I'm not putting him on a pedestal or anything like that. But it's got some really good information in it and it does make you think um there's one bit in it that i will read you um where is it so we'll just read a sample well i will read a sample to you so th this is a part of his manifesto by ted kajinsky if we had ever done anything violent and had published the present writings to a publisher they probably would have not been accepted oh sorry if we had never done anything violent and had had submitted the present writings to a publisher they probably would have not been accepted if they had been accepted and published they probably would have not attracted many readers because it's more fun to watch the entertainment put out by the media than read a sober essay even if, even if these writings had many readers most of the readers would have forgotten what they had read as their minds were flooded by the mass of material to which the media exposed them and this is quite a chilling part but here we go in order to get our message before the public with some chance of making a lasting impression we had to kill people so basically, it's self-explanatory there. People don't listen, and if they do listen, they'll read it. And it's like the 24-hour news cycle. They like would read it and forget about it. But from what he did with all the bombs to maiming and killing people, and then his manifesto came out in the Washington Post, it came a bit more real, and people... It's notorious now. But he did it because he had a, an idea. He didn't like the way technology was going. And as we've mentioned before on this podcast, technology is moving at a faster rate as ever before. And it is ruining the human race. That he was right about. And he has also done a few things about the left in there and how we're socialised, over-socialised and things like that. It's, it's, it's like a really interesting read. It's not a big book or long book, but you might have to go back through a few bits to like um, read it again. But it's good. There. <laughs> Right, let's check to see how we're doing on here. So we're uh, 15 minutes. Blimey, it's quicker. It's going quicker today than I thought. So basically, he got caught through his brother and his um, sister-in-law. I don't believe his sister-in-law ever met him he, like either. But his um, his brother went to the police because the like was a writing in the paper and it sounded like him. They matched up to his writings um, as a professor. And um, he got caught through that. But interestingly enough, he did go th for some experiments um, linked to the CIA under in, uh, in interrogation. This is before he snapped, if you like. I mean, he was never really into society in the first place, from what I've read and understand. But he went to these um, tests, these experiments, and it was to do with um, in 
interrogation, how to break the person down and build them up again and uh, get the information you need from them. So he was part of that experiment. So was it part of MK Ultra or something like that? Did he even screw with his mind even more? Who knows? Right, I'll tell you about the letter. So I wrote to him, um, read on the internet on how to get to him and how to write to him and that a few people said some might not get through if it was detrimental to his... Um, detrimental to his um what's the word i'm looking for his progression into becoming better should like we say so in this letter i was pretty angry at the time i was called in society uh, a shit so a shit show, a shit show. <laughs> i also said society is a cesspit and if society is the way it's going where you can't do anything without a vaccine because i'm not getting vaccine i i certainly wouldn't want to be part of society so I sort of went off on one. I asked him if he wanted to come on my podcast. I said I would pay for everything. Um, sent the letter back off. Um, again, just a side note, if you do want to go and find out or write to him, you can do. The information is all on the internet. Um, so I sent it off. I think I sent it off in June or July. Um, and I thought, oh, well, it's either going to get pulled by the FBI because I'm sure all these mails screened. And it was either A, not going to get there to him, or B, just be chucked in the bin, or he'd just think I'm an idiot, and, and he wouldn't write back to me. But, um, I did get a reply back, and this is what he said. I might as well read my address out. So, this was, so he wrote this letter on the 17th of July this year, 2021. Um, so, he's put it like this. Dear Mr. Spencer, I've been forbidden to write to anyone on the political subject that is of interest to you and me. I've also been forbidden to send anyone anything to be posted on the internet. In a way, this is a compliment because it shows that agencies of the United States government are afraid of my ideas. At present, I, I have not yet been forbidden to tell people that I have written two books that, that are available from Amazon.com. Yours, Ted Kaczynski. And that's the letter he wrote me back. In, in like, interestingly enough, he does put in here, where is it? I've also been forbidden to send anyone anything to be posted on the internet, which is fine. Um, I, that, that don't mean I can't read his letter. That just means, you know, he can't do interviews and that, I suppose, that can be on the internet through a fucking madman podcaster. <laughs> but also... Uh, I've been forbidden to write to anyone on the political subject that is of interest to you and me. So he's having his speech censored. Um, again, I'm pretty sure that got looked at before it got sent to me, like my letter did. So am I on a list or not? Who knows if I'm on the list or not? Who knows? Um, I probably am. I probably got put on the list through Charles Bronson. Um you know, the knob who fucking sent me a shitty letter back. Um, Julian Assange, definitely, and 100% probably Ted Kaczynski, especially. I'm really surprised that that letter got through, because <laughs> I was really angry at the time. So, yeah, there was some stuff in that I thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But, obviously, it did go through. And he got sent back. He got sent back. He sent a letter back to me, should I say. So yeah, that's the three people I wrote to, but just goes to prove from the other people I've, I have had on that if you do message and send emails to people, they do come on. 
So, yeah, that's my story about writing, writing to Ted Kaczynski, Julian Assange and Charles Bronson. Unfortunately, Julian Assange didn't get back to me. I would have thought he's got more pressure, pressing things to do than read a letter from me. But, yeah, again, if you want to find out about any of these people, just Google the names on the internet and... Um, you find out about them. If you want to write to them, go ahead, try and write to them. It'd be interesting to see if they respond back. Um, again, if you want to read the manifesto by Ted Kaczynski, it's called Industrial Society and Its Future. He has done some other books, and I will get them up for you now. Let's have a look. Uh, Ted Kaczynski in book. Okay, so there's a lot about... Uh, you've got the graphic novel of Ted Kaczynski, Industrial Society and Its Future. Uh, the Philosophy of Dead... No, that's not by him. Um, Where's his other books? Tech, right, this is his first one. It's Technologically Slavery by Theodore Kaczynski, and that's twelve ninety nine. In the UK, and the other one is Anti Tech Revolution Why and How, and that's paperback, and that's Ted K Kaczynski as well, and that's temporary out of stock. Um, the technology savory one, slavery, not savory, it's not fucking meal, is um, it's still on there, so. Right then, um, that's about it. Don't forget, people, anyone who's welcome on the podcast, just email in and we'll get you on. Um, also, 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 don't forget we're going live with... Um, it's going to be one or twice a month, once or twice a month, and it's going to be like a radio show. We're going live, and that starts the 30th of this month, which is a Tuesday at 8 o'clock GMT UK time. Um Again, the reason I'm doing this, it's going to be more like a radio show, so people can interact, messaging, email in, um, and hopefully in the future looking at people to ring in. Um, again, the only problem with that is if you want to message and be interactive or listen to it, you need the app Podbean. It's completely free. I make, I make nothing off the Podbean app. It's just where I host my podcast from, then they branch off or shoot off to everywhere else. But it gives you the option to do a live podcast, and through that, people on the app can interact. Um, so it will be live. It will be put out as a podcast. It won't be covering just one subject or one certain genre or subject. It's going to be a big mixture of everything. It's going to be like a news catch-up, this, that, and the other. Um, hopefully, maybe in the future, start to play some new different sorts of music from different bands new bands and hopefully drunk my coffee and hopefully um maybe have guests on but yeah i've always wanted to do a radio show i have done a podcast about this so i'm not going to say much more but i've always wanted to do a radio show internet radio it's gonna to be too much messing about for me uh, i've tried to go on hospital radio they just didn't get back to me well, surprise surprise i'll have no chance of getting on a commercial radio i have looked about setting up a community radio station but again I probably won't be allowed to have the license due to my the my like podcast and my views. Um, so the so the only other way was a pirate radio station, but again the equipment's all like a lot of money to get set up, and you'll only hit a certain part of an area where you're from. Um, so this is the closest thing I can do to get the messaging out there. 
through a live sort of radio show. Again, if you want to come out, come out on it. Again, if you want to come out, come on it. You can do. You can message me, email me. Everyone is welcome on this podcast because everyone's view must be heard. Okay. Oh, excuse me. I'm such a pig. I burp. Sorry. Right. Um. Everyone, take care. Again, if you want to come onto the podcast. I keep repeating myself so much time, so I'm not going to say it again. But all the information will be in the description below. Um, any questions, shoot me an email. If not, um, I'll see you later and take care. Bye.